0: Two guys who love talking about a game within a game and coming up later in the show, it might be deadline day, but we're still weighing up our own moves ahead of the big return for FPL. We also look at the transfer market in the big short segment, try and find a differential in goodwill punting, and review the best captaincy picks in no Captain My Captain. In association with Fantasy Football Scout, I'm Peterson. I'm Andrew. And this is FPL Side Note.
1: Here's Chilwell, oh, I see coming in from that left and firing home. Unstoppable. Pulisic, Giroud breaks through. Lacazette can have Ooh. a pop.
0: Hello managers, welcome back to the FPL Sidenet podcast and we are recording this on Tuesday the 31st of January, it's transfer deadline day and as always I'm joined by my man Andrew who much like Moises Caicedo has said his goodbyes as he tries to force a move to the My Dad Wrote a Porno podcast. Andrew, how are you after the break?
1: Um, What an intro, I am very well, thank you. (laughs) It, it, I'll even it, take a loan deal. <laughs> it,
0: is is it true that you are trying trying to force the move, you know, you're putting out big social media posts saying saying that you know you you know had a great time on the pod but it's time to move on or you know yeah, I am well, holding you um, to the contract though.
1: I as you know I've refused to turn up for training um this week so <laughs>
0: Uh until um Fabrizio Romano gives us the well, here we go. you're still here with us, which I am very happy about. But um, did you actually catch much football over over the break, or did you take a bit of a you know have, take a bit of a mental break from from football in general?
1: Yeah, I took a bit of a mental break from um football and FPL. the one um the one FA Cup game I did watch uh was the Arsenal men's city one. I thought that was yep. um yeah, that was I was really interested in how that one was gonna go. Uh mm-hmm. and I thought, yeah, that's that's a game I should watch. But pretty much apart from that, I've just been uh looking at all the scores and then quickly going to uh Ben Crollin on Twitter and just seeing <laughs> like what what it means.
0: Yeah. I, I think the, the big one over the weekend was yeah, just making sure that that Man United reading game, you know, didn't end up in a draw and same with the Leeds game. So I mean we managers got what they wanted so we do have our double game week which is great so it sort of allowed us to to you know go full steam ahead with our planning and you know even some people making early transfers but you know the 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 cup weekend has sort of thrown up quite a, a few hurdles for us between like injuries and um suspensions and even like the transfer deadline day we were talking before we went to air just on all the crazy moves happening at right now so there's actually a lot of landmines for us to navigate right now it's not exactly clear cut
1: yeah that's right i mean there's a few moves that have happened in the last 15 20 minutes that i didn't even know about until you (laughs) told me about them so um yeah it's like i guess um I've been holding off on my transfers, just waiting for as much information as possible. And yeah, um, information just keeps on coming in.
0: Yeah, it it doesn't stop. I mean, so one of the big talking points to come out of that Arsenal City game, which you touched on, was like the the John Stones injury, which sort of comes at a bad time. Because, I mean, for a manager like yourself who has um, Stones, he just got back into the team from his injury that he missed out and then yeah it didn't look good when he grabbed his hamstring in that in that um i think it was in the first half against arsenal
1: yeah i mean he went off in injury time yeah. um, in the first half so i know and last week i was on the pod sort of semi gloating about how lucky i'd been with the with um the john stones pick and yeah, yeah god punished me for that um <laughs> <laughs> uh, for that quite quickly
0: i mean uh, the benefit of i suppose um stones is the double game week is still next week so there's still a bit of time between now and then and whether we'll get some more news you know about stones condition or you know by then you might know whether you have to you can keep him or move him on but yeah it, it's a you know one one hurdle <laughs> that you got to navigate yeah.
1: now yeah i mean hamstrings are never good you know usually no. they're more than a week or two so um i guess when we get the press conference for game week 22 hopefully i get some good information there yeah um, my bus team i i had john stones on the bench for this yeah. week anyway um so i wasn't going to play him this week so yeah at least i can hold off for, for the news and um see how much of a problem he is going to be
0: yeah that's right and you know sort of heading into this double game week where United have their two fixtures. We saw Ericsson leave the um the Reading game on crutches as well. And, you know, he might not be an obvious pick for our fantasy sides, but, you know, he is ha- a player that's sort of, you know, gaining a bit more attention. And, you know, whenever anyone's having a double game week, they tend to get more, um, you know, more interest anyway. But that's that sort of like narrows the the pool of United players we might be getting into our sides.
1: Yeah, that's right. I mean, I, I think that he was an option because he's, yeah. you know, especially for people that couldn't get to Bruno, he's a he's a much better price point. Mm. Um, and he's probably the only other midfielder with attacking potential that you could guarantee, you know, two lots of 90 minutes from. Yep. You know, Anthony, he's hit and miss. Um, obviously, you know, Martial, he's a forward, but his minutes are very um, iffy as well. So a mm. weak horse. So Apart from Bruno Rashford and um and Ericsson, there wasn't really any other attacking players that you know you could rely on. And I guess that's one less that we've got to choose from now.
0: Yeah. May I throw up the man Casemiro? So he he did miss the Arsenal game last week because he was suspended, but scored two goals in the game against Reading. Yep. Now I will caveat that by saying it was against Reading, but He's cheap. He's he playing. He's extremely important to United. Do you think he's actually an option?
1: Oh, I don't think so. Like surely, he, surely he can't repeat that. You know, like, <laughs> at the end of the day, he is a, I know that he's gotten forward a little bit and he's he's gotten a few attacking returns um, in the league as well. But surely he can't. You know, keep it up. He, he ostensibly he's a defensive midfielder, and I, I don't think anyone expected to see this kind of attacking output from him. Yeah, yeah, I thought... but. I tend to agree. How how much is he though? What is he five five and a half? I think yeah, he's yeah
0: low fires for sure.
1: Yeah, so I mean, like it's yeah, it's not a bad punt. I mean, at the very least, he's going to get you probably five or six points just from appearances, and if he gets one assist over the two games, then yeah, there's a nine pointer there. Yeah, Um, so for nine game week. Yeah, yeah, there you go for a double for a double game week if you um just want to go like andreas to casemiro i don't think mm-hmm. it'd be the worst call but he's certainly not a long-term pick
0: and yeah you also have to take into calculations that the minus points you'd be getting for yellow cards <laughs> you can probably took those games too <laughs> uh, but <laughs> yeah the cups threw up some um, interesting things so we saw you know, Brighton um get the win over Liverpool, knocking them up. And yeah, the man of the moment, Matoma scoring an absolute worldie of a goal. And I mean, you labeled him Dr. Dribble last week on the show, which I absolutely yep. love. Um, and that's not gonna do, you know, that's not gonna detract managers at all from getting him in. If anything, it's gonna um sort of bring up, bring upon the stampede of managers and clamoring to get him into their sides.
1: Yeah 100% with Bournemouth at home coming up yeah. a very attractive fixture. Uh, <laughs> he just seems to be in the form of his life. He's he's kind of yeah he's he's um he's got all the confidence in the world at the moment. Everything seems to be going in. It's like Almirón earlier in the season. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's just yeah when when the sun's shining <laughs> you got to get on board but um yeah did, did you happen to catch any of the um Wrexham Sheffield United action there with Ryan Reynolds in the stands?
1: I was I was at work actually, and I just every, every twenty minutes or so, I was checking the score, and I saw that um, yeah, that Sheffield had gone sort of one nil up after yeah. about two minutes, and then the next time I checked the score, I think um, I think Wrexham were up three two, and there was a red card, and I was like, oh my god, they're actually going to do this. <laughs> and the next next minute, it was just bang three all. What a what a roller coaster of emotions.
0: Oh, it'll make for a fun episode of our next season of Welcome to won't
1: It. <laughs> yeah, well, I just finished watching um season one just last week. Actually, oh, excellent show. Yeah, awesome show.
0: Yeah, awesome show. It up. Yeah, um, special shout out to um you know, Ross, who's coming second in our in our mini league. He actually had uh, Paul Mullen as any time goal scorer and his massive multi this weekend too so he was very happy <laughs> when he Huge. saw that Mullen had scored
1: <laughs> super Paul Mullen <laughs> that's right
0: <laughs> so uh well well done there Ro- of, of course hashtag uh yeah, we're responsibly but um yeah I touched before you know it, it's actually transfer deadline day which is you know mm-hmm. as a football fan one of my favorite days of the year probably uh, more fun than than birthdays and christmas but yeah. um it's it seems to be a really weird time. So just before we went to air, we just we, you know, it's been basically confirmed that Harry Souter, the big Australian, is heading to Leicester.
1: Yes, yes, I can't wait. Um, he's going to do. In all seriousness, he's going to do wonders for that Leicester defence. Yeah, um, I think yeah, I, I think people can start feeling a bit more comfortable about having uh, Ward in there, in their team because he he was immense in the World Cup. Um, yeah, I think he's going to be fantastic for Leicester.
0: The Great Wall of Souter.
1: That's right. You won't you won't see him scoring two own goals in one game. I can guarantee that.
0: That's <laughs> hope not. But you know, from an Australian perspective, it's actually great just to have an Aussie back in the Premier League. Like we've been starved of having, you know, any actual outfielders play. We've always we've always been blessed with having goalkeepers, but actually yeah. having like outfield players, it's it's been few and far between. It's sort of like Aaron Moy was. Maybe the real last decent last one to have one. in the league.
1: Yeah, I know there was a time there where we had so many, um, but yeah, it has been a while, so it's exciting. I think we we've got literally zero in the Premier League at the moment, don't we? Yeah, Until that's right. Yeah, no. our, Yeah, and um, yeah, I mean, we've I've, all, like growing up, there's always been one or two um, really good Australian players in the Premier League, so it's been a bit of a disappointing dry spell recently. So really happy that um, that we've got one again.
0: Yeah, that's right. And um, sort of looking at, at Spurs at the moment, it looks like they're finally going to get their man Pedro Porro from Sporting Club, de Portugal, and they've been trying to get him for, for quite a while. And, you know, um, Levy there at Spurs being, you know, he's notoriously bad when it comes to transfers, but it looks yep. like they might have um, that deal done. So, yeah, he's a right back there, and he was really impressive for Sporting when they played. Um, I think they actually played Spurs as well and beat them. So, Um, He was very good in that game, but it it looks like it's bad news for for Doherty. So it sounds like he might be on his way to Spain. So, you know, Mm. Doherty's been a bit popular recently. You know, he had a bit of a a points haul and there was that double for Spurs. But, yeah, it looks like that might be another headache for managers. And there's probably quite a few managers out there sitting with, you know, a Doherty in their side and, um, you know, maybe even like yourself with John Stones or even a Cancelo. So more headaches. (laughs)
1: If you have, if you have Doherty, Cancelo, and Stones, what <laughs> you just what a f- yeah, what a few days for you. That's just uh, that's almost wild card territory, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it is. It is wild card territory. But um, you know, the, the big news this morning for us, well, when I woke up, was the news that Gio Cancelo was on his way to buy Munich. So, um, what do you think he did to Pep <laughs> that's, that's, that's brought upon this this massive just fall from grace for him?
1: I don't know cuz and we've talked about it before it wasn't even just Pep because he he had the same problem with his um national yes um, that's right manager at the world cup Yeah, with santos so, that's right I don't know like maybe he just woke up one day and's like I'm going to be a dick from now on like I don't know <laughs> just bizarre I'm just going to be it. a
0: full-time dick part-time
1: footballer yeah, exactly. <laughs> just uh, yeah I mean the fall from grace has just been wild hasn't it it's just I've never seen anything like it
0: he has gone from like being one of the most secure FPL assets that we've been able to rely upon to yeah, just the biggest headache since yeah. since the race, especially for someone like myself who's had Cancelo. Jeez.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty confident these he started something like thirty five or thirty six games last season. Yeah. Um he was just he was just one of him so and we were like the two people that you could rely on being the score sheet or being on the team sheet, apart from yeah. Edison um every week um mm. so yeah i've literally got no idea what happened it's it's strange it's bizarre
0: yeah so who, who do you think that i mean playing devil's advocate say you got cancelled and you're looking at getting another city asset is anyone's like sort of jumping out out um to you as sort of the more obvious pick or you know pepper That is is like the most dangerous thing that you can take part in but yeah <laughs> you, you got to buy a ticket to the raffle
1: well, that's right i mean is it does does him leaving does that sort of make ake a little bit more secure
0: yeah um
1: cuz i mean ake can play centre back and left back am i right
0: yeah that's right
1: yeah so surely that makes him a little bit more secure um mm. yeah maybe Although he increase, did that like... pep
0: did that weird thing recently where he talked about how much he loves ake and how important he is and then he dropped him for the next game
1: <laughs> yeah but we've talked about that before that's what pep does yeah, That's what he does <laughs> <laughs> Before he's planning on resting anyone, but I mean, he did score the winning goal in the FA Cup, so um, you know, Pep, um, you know, Pep's got to got to like him a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's such a weirdo. Pep. I remember a couple seasons ago, he he said this weird thing about um, a defender they used to have called Eric Garcia. Now a lot of managers probably have no idea who Eric Garcia is, but yeah, I remember Pep saying that oh, if he had a team of eleven Eric Garcias, he'd be the happiest man in the world, and. Like, this guy, he just never played. He was just always on the bench. Ended up, now he's at Barcelona, but, yeah, just just such a (laughs) freaking weirdo.
1: (laughs) He is, isn't he? He he wanted 11, but he could only have one, so he decided to have none.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's right.
1: (laughs) Makes perfect sense.
0: Oh, but, I mean, with Stones out as well, and looking at, at, you know, maybe a Man City replacement, yeah, you you mentioned Ake. What, (laughs) What about... Rico Lewis, like, he really seems to have caught Pep's eye. And, you know, Pep's been so glowing about the way he plays. And I mentioned a few weeks ago, he called him, like, sort of like a mini Philip Lam out on the yeah. way, uh, out, like, the way he plays on the pitch. And, you know, just from watching him, he seems to, like, play like Pete Cancelo. He comes in so central all the time and and really gets, gets forward and drives the ball. But, oh, you, yeah. I mean, 3.9, playing for City, but is he going to play? It's... Yeah, I feel like for myself, it might be a move that I might make the following week. I think I need to to see what Pep might do this weekend against Spurs.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, Rico Lewis's last four games in the Premier League, 45 minutes, zero minutes, 82 minutes, 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, Even though Pep likes him, he's a young player and he's just sort of starting to introduce him into the first team, so... I just don't think that you can rely on the minutes. There's no point in having a 3.9 asset if you need them to play. You know what I mean? It's it's all well and good if it's just gonna be the third on your bench. Yeah, that's right. Um, And it would be a lot better if he was more of a 90 or zero as well. But Mm. given that he's sort of a 45 or um, or 90 kind of player, like I just don't, I I wouldn't want to carry someone like that. I think it's just a you're just importing a problem into your team.
0: Yeah, and it's probably gonna block points off your bench too.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's just, I mean, I like him, and he might be someone that in the next two years does nail down a spot, but just Mm -hmm. for now, like, I think he's a trap.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I tend to agree. It might be one of those things that, yeah, sort of block you from getting another city player anyway. And yeah, yeah, what what about
1: Laporte? What do you think of Laporte?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Laporte's fit, Diaz is fit but they don't seem to be in Pep's ideal starting 11, which is, yeah. no, it's bizarre because the last few years we, we've just been accustomed to them to like playing nearly every game. But every season Pep does this. Like there mm. just seems to be one player on the outer every season. At yeah. Like was it last season or the season before it was Laporte? He was out like while Stones played. And then this yep. season it seems to be um, Ruben Diaz. He can't seem to get regular minutes. It's... Yeah, it's quite – I mean, it does explain a lot while City are getting regular clean sheets as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, this season, it's not just one player. It's a few. I mean, it's Cancelo, it's Foden, it's mm. – um, uh, who else did you say? Laporte?
0: Yeah, Laporte. And then Walker's in oh, the as well. Oh, and Diaz as well. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think – Um, I don't know what's going on with Pep at the moment. Like, he just seems to be, yeah, clashing with a few of the players this year, which is a bit interesting.
0: Yeah, it is a little bit – yeah, it might be a, a future a future problem. I think for I mean, it's a problem now, but yeah, I think looking at the way the fixtures shape up, which we'll we'll touch on shortly. But yeah, maybe it's yeah. something that we wait and see after this Spurs game this weekend.
1: Well, that's the thing. I mean, we we have one more week to to look at it because we yeah. don't necessarily need a Spur, or We don't necessarily need a city defender um, ahead of Spurs away. Yeah, um, and then yeah, we probably want to focus our transfers on you know, double game week players and and that kind of thing anyway. So um, I guess we can see how it all shakes out, how John Stone's injury looks and and how secure Ake looks going into the double game week and and make a call from there. But I think looking at it now, um, I am leaning towards Ake is probably the best defensive option. If Stone's doesn't end up being, um, being a fit for the double.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's probably more of a a safer option. Seeing as you say versatile, you can play central and, and yeah, that left wing there.
1: Yeah, and he's got some cheeky gold thread as well. Like he 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 doesn't mind a header from a corner either.
0: No, he doesn't. He he's historically he's yeah, tended to to pinch a few points um during seasons anyway. But um looking ahead, so the the big talkie pie, I mean we talked about this last week too, but you know, the triple captain chip is gonna be very popular over the next two game weeks and it. It sounds like it's basically coming down to Rashford versus Haaland. Game week 22 versus game week 23. We've both got our triple captain chips up our sleeve. Um yep. Have you been giving it a bit more thought over the last few days or you, you're still waiting to see what, what happens with the second United Forest game? And I think it's tomorrow morning.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't think it is actually because I know oh, it's, it's Thursday, Thursday morning. morning is the Newcastle one. So we've yes, got two that's days. Right. Um, I can't imagine... um too many of the key players are going to play that game. I think mm. that Ten Hag will try to basically play a B team. Um, give it, you know, they're not going to lose a 3 0 lead um, to to Forest at home. Um, so I think that's pretty safe. And yeah, I don't, I'm not expecting you know Rashford to get many minutes. Or I'm not expecting Bruno to get many minutes. Um, the thing that's really interesting uh, in that game is the Luke Shaw illness. To see if mm. he's recovered from that, because that that's a bit concerning. Um, but yeah, so I don't know if we're going to get any information, um, on the, on the Rashford triple captain in that game. I think that we really have all the information we're going to get. Yeah. I guess, I guess one good thing is we know that Rashford's probably going to be pretty well rested. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, if, if they didn't have that three nil lead, then he might've had to play that game, um, which might've made him a little bit less attractive. Um, but apart from that, um, yeah, I don't know how much more information we're going to get. I I, I haven't really um, fully decided what I'm going to do. Uh, I think last week we both kind of said uh, that we were leaning towards Harland yeah. in um, in 23 rather than Rashford in in 21 uh, in 22. Sorry, but I think the Rashford triple captaincy seems to have gained a fair bit of momentum with a lot of people. So, um, what about you? Have you have, have you sort sort of been swayed towards Rashford?
0: Uh no I wouldn't say suede I'm still definitely weighing it up but um yeah sort of I was um, having a chat with um you know the FPL plan at the other day and I sort of quickly threw up you know what I thought could happen this game week with with um Rashford so you know you know he's going to play both games so you've got you know four points there you uh, you know if he he's been averaging a goal a game so if you take that into consideration that's another 10 points and I'm sure United could snare at least one clean sheet there a- across yep. the Palace and Leeds games, um, possibly even two clean sheets really. But um, And then you think the way Rashford's been playing could sort of maybe get somewhere between two and four bonus points. So that sort of rough, roughly equates out to like 17 to 19 points, which yeah, you, someone told me right now, look, you can use your triple captainship and your guy's going to get a minimum of 17 points. Like. Taken in probably a heartbeat.
1: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. But I I mean, I think I I think I find it hard to believe that that's his flaw, though. Like, I can—that's a realistic scenario, but it's certainly not like a minimum that you would expect. Yeah, I'm not sure that you can 100% bank on him scoring in both of those games. Like, I know he's—I know that they're good fixtures, and I know that he's scored in almost all of his home games recently. But you can never bank on someone scoring in you know in both games yeah that's right yeah Um, so mean, you take five
0: points off that and yeah maybe you're looking at 12 points which i mean still double digits yeah I,
1: i i do think that like sort of that kind of 11 or 12 would be you'd be pretty surprised if you scored less than about 12 yeah. Um in the double game week. So I mean I do think he's a better option than you know Haaland was in that previous double game week that some people use their, mm-hmm. their triple captain uh, chip on. Um but I'm still trying to figure out uh whether that's whether that's better than Haaland in 23. Yeah. Um, as we spoke about last week. I can't it's it's really hard to imagine Haaland um doing anything less than getting like a goal or two against Aston Villa and then yeah I think he might be able to get like a return of some sort in the Arsenal game as well so mm. I'm not sure his his floor is is probably at least the same as Rashford's um yeah it's a really tricky one it's a really tricky one I don't yeah, know I, I, mean... I haven't decided yet
0: uh, I was thinking about the way the two players play and how the two teams play. So, you know, mm. Rashford quite often is playing out wide and, you know, United, while they're scoring quite amount, a large amount of goals, it, it quite often be can be shared around. So mm. we haven't really seen Rashford just go absolutely gangbusters and score. I think he's only scored, like, two goals, like, maybe once um, yep. this season in a game, whereas with Haaland, it's almost the opposite. Like, the whole ethos of Man City is to feed the ball to Harlan and you know in each game he's going to get at least two big chances like to put the ball away and and in his form this season he you could argue he'd put all those away like he only needs to touch the ball you know three times and he can score two goals
1: <laughs> yeah for sure yeah but he, I mean his his goal involvement is is a much it's... higher percentage than Rashford's for sure yeah and he's just um, always probably... playing
0: cl- he's always playing closer to goal he's on pen he's definitely on penalties and yeah I mean he's definitely going to be playing the Arsenal game because they have to win that so it's it's not like they're going to be trying to play for a draw
1: um that's right and and the other thing um to consider is that he'll def I think he'll definitely play the Aston Villa game as well because at that point um they're still going to have that that big deficit to yeah, um that's Arsenal right. to catch up you know they if they were going to um, play Arsenal first, then yep. you can see a scenario where they beat Arsenal, they close that gap and then they feel a little bit more comfortable. They feel yeah. like maybe they can take some minutes off Haaland. Yeah. Um, but when they've still got... What's what's the gap at the moment? Is it seven points? I
0: think it's five,
1: but the it's Arsenal five, still have eight. a game in hand. So Right, okay. Um, so every game must win. That's, that's right, exactly. Every single game for the city is, is must win, uh, especially, I mean, Arsenal have got um, Everton... Uh, coming up this week. So there's there's mm. not much chance of the gap being closed this week. If anything, there's a chance of the gap opening up more with um with City playing, you know, one of their bogey teams in Spurs. Yeah. So yeah. I you know, I can't I can't imagine a scenario where Haaland is rested for Villa. He might come mm. off early after he's already scored a brace, but um I certainly don't think there's any risk of him being benched and then as you say he's definitely going to start against Arsenal too. So Mm. Um, for that reason, the fact that the Villa game's at home and he's just a beast at home, he scores yeah. hat-tricks for fun at home, um, I, I'm still leaning towards um, the Harland one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you there too. I, I still think, yes, I, I think Haaland terrifies me more than Rashford. <laughs> like yeah. knowing, knowing what Haaland can do in any game, let alone two. Um, yeah. I think not triple captaining him like the last game week, we probably got a little bit lucky that he only managed to score one goal across two games, which um yeah, it's probably been one of his lowest scoring runs <laughs> of recent memory. so yeah for uh, sure yeah for sure. Um, I, yeah, I think it's going to be Harland for me at this stage.
1: I, I do think that like a lot of people are going Rashford. I don't know who I don't know if more people are going to go Rashford than Harland, Yeah, um but I honestly think it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah um, it might only I be a couple of that... points difference in the end.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they literally both scored the same amount of points, yeah. and it just didn't. All this discussion doesn't even matter. Yeah, that's um, right. What what I do think is that um, that both of them will return more than what Haaland returned in that first double game week. So yeah, um, I guess anyone that still has it in hand can feel pretty comfortable that they might make up a bit of ground on the field um, that used the the triple captain earlier. Um, Yeah, but yeah, I I think that they're both really good shouts, and I think if one of them outscores the other significantly, it's just going to be bad luck. Um, Mm. yeah, rather than a bad decision that you make, I think both decisions are good, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I I think you're you're right there. But, um, before we touch on double game week 22, so we haven't talked about Leeds at all, and and they've also got the double game week, so yeah, they
1: do. They do.
0: You're our big Leeds man, and we've just seen the the um, side ad um western mckenny from juventus to to their side so another american yep. through the doors there at, at team usa but um yeah, what, that's it. what are your thoughts about about leeds heading into this double game again do you think that they might be worth the investment for for managers
1: um i'm okay I, i'm going to be honest i don't think uh, that people should be wasting transfers on Leeds players. I don't think that they're good picks for the double game week. Yeah, and it pains me to say it as a Leeds fan. Um, I just I don't think it matters that they've got two games. the 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 two games aren't good. Yeah. Um. People see the Nottingham Forest one and and they think, oh, you know, sort of bottom bottom six team that's a good fixture and then the man united kind of fixture is just like an extra bit on top but yeah in reality nottingham forest are really really good at home yeah and i think i i heard a stat um on a i was listening to a podcast today and i don't remember which one it was but i heard a stat that said that nottingham forest home um expected goals conceded since the restart is better than man united it's like at home they're actually really good yeah I honestly don't think Leeds are going to score more than one goal over two games. I, I might just be being a, a, pass, a pessimistic fan. <laughs> um, but I'd can't. i I'd be surprised if they scored more than one goal um, across the two games. I think they're probably... I mean, Man United could well shut them out. Um, and, you know, Forest might concede one. I can see that being like a one-all kind of game. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. You, I, I certainly don't think... Defensive assets are worthwhile. I think that, you know, they're going to concede at least, they're going to concede at least two goals to Man United. So you're looking at a one pointer there for a defensive asset. And, yeah, you know, that's assuming they don't get a yellow card. It could be a, a zero pointer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Nottingham Forest, I, I, th- I think they concede against them two away from home. So it's going to be a, that's another two pointer. I don't think you're going to get much out of it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't mind uh, Gnotto as a cheap punt because he's so cheap.
0: Yeah. Uh, and if, exciting. If
1: Lee, that's right. If Leeds get an attacking return, um, if they get a goal, you know, he's probably going to be involved. So, um, if I was going to recommend anyone, it would be him. But for me, I just don't think you need to waste a transfer on a Leeds player just because they've got a, a double game week, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, and no, I think that that's sound advice, and it's definitely something I was yeah thinking about too. Just yeah, looking at those fixtures in the form of Forest, especially since the restart, Forest have been unbelievable. He's picking up points quite regularly now, and especially yeah, at home. Yeah, especially at home. And yeah, they're, they're really making it hard for teams to visit. And yeah, United, oh, yeah. I mean, they seem to be hitting top form at the moment. So you're probably just banking on appearance points and giving yourself transfer headaches for the, the future.
1: Yeah, that's right. I mean, I'm, I'm trying for my team to be, you know, to make transfers that work for the double game weeks, but also work medium to long-term as well. And I think that, Bringing in a leads player would kind of break that rule because you're bringing in someone that you pretty much is going to be a problem straight away, and you you want you're going to want to get rid of them almost straight away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I mean I, <laughs> I I hope I'm wrong. Like I hope the loops come <laughs> out there and they're fantastic, and yeah, but um, I just don't see it.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that United game is a massive fixture too. Like the history books will tell you, Leeds, Leeds Man United is is such a big Premier League fixture of, of the years gone by. But, um, yeah, just some more food for thought there for managers. But what we'll do is we'll take a quick break, and on the other side, we'll actually preview Double Game Week 22 and look at the transfer market for managers. Okay, welcome back managers and looking ahead to game week 22. So it all kicks off. We've got an early deadline for us here in Australia. So it is a 5.30am deadline on Saturday morning. So don't sleep on that deadline. So make sure you lock your teams in before you go to bed on Friday night and because we've got Friday night football. And yeah, kicking off with a uh, a London derby, Chelsea Fulham. So um, personally. I'm hoping for a Chelsea win. This game didn't turn out so well last time with João Felix getting sent off and yeah, he's still serving the the third of his three game suspension here, but um, who knows how many players Chelsea might have by the time the transfer window closes, they've signed a lot of players this month and still trying to get Enzo Fernandez over the line too, but Um, Andrew, what are your thoughts ahead of this game? Like, do you think Mitrovic is still a hold? He he always seems to be flagged.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Frustrating to own Mitrovic. I'm I'm glad I don't, but it must be so frustrating to own him. Um, Look, I I don't know if he is a hold, to be honest. It seems to me to be a pretty easy move to Nketiah if you don't already have three Arsenal players. Mm. Um, They've got Everton this week and then the double. So, um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I don't even know if Mitrovic is still going to be on pen, so I don't. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be holding him, um, unless you know you had other you know fires in your team that you needed to put out uh, as a priority. But yeah, that game, I don't know how that one's going to go. But Chelsea being at home. I'm hoping for some more uh, Kepper heroics. Whoa. In fact, you know what? I hope that Mitrovic is still on penalties because um, <laughs> yeah, he'll just he'll just go straight down, straight to to Kepper, and just for like a real easy save, another three bonus points, five for the uh, pen save, clean sheet could be an absolute haul.
0: Oh, geez. Let's hope so. Another another Kepper Hall would be absolutely uh fantastic. And then the early game on Saturday night for us here. So yeah, lunchtime over in the UK is Everton Arsenal. So uh quite a bit of change for Everton since their their last game week. So we saw Frank Lampard um, you know, eventually got sacked and Sean Dice just taking over recently. So yeah, Arsenal absolutely flying, even though they did get knocked out of the cup midweek. Um two man city, but Ooh, there's a lot to like here if you invested heavily in Arsenal.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, last roll of the dice for for Everton to try to stay <laughs> up this season. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was a horrible joke. Um, no, I yeah, love they've it. Lost, <laughs> <laughs> they've lost Anthony Gordon, although he wasn't really playing that much anyway. No. Um, and I think they're being sort of what caretaker coached by Leighton Baines. Is that right?
0: Yes, I think so.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm not sure... Uh, I'm not sure we're going to see a, a a new manager bounce or um
0: yeah might be too soon. I,
1: I think it is too soon. I think yeah, I've I've got I hold grave fears for Everton, um in this game and Arsenal defensively have been really good in um, away games as well. So um, given Everton's struggles to score, um, I wouldn't be so. I would be pretty happy to to be to be holding um Arsenal defensive assets this week and yeah, I th- I'm probably going to bring in. Um, an extra Arsenal attacking player as well, so yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that game. I think I think it'll be uh, plenty of um FBL points for the main protagonists for Arsenal.
0: Yeah, and you know with those I mean, we talked about it in the first part of the show, but with Georgina possibly moving to Arsenal, I would suspect he would be taking penalties if he was on the pitch. So, um, what what that does for Saka, um, sort of his appeal from from an FPL perspective, well, I suppose we'll just have to wait and see. But it's just you know something for for managers to think about. But um, yeah. we know Everton we're trying to you know trying to get either Sean Dyche or Marcelo Bielsa. Now, did you hear exactly what Marcelo Bielsa demanded from Everton for him to take this job?
1: <laughs> no, I didn't. Go on.
0: Okay, so th- this is legit what he wanted to do. So he was going to take over Everton, but what he was going to do was just strictly coach and manage the under-21 side for the next six months and let his management team take care of the senior side like with the full aspect that they may get relegated and then do a massive clear out and then the uh, the spine of the under-21s move into the senior side where they can actually play Bielsa ball. <laughs> that, wow, that, that was gonna fall. like so he was he was thinking like really far ahead like as yeah, this massive he, project and Everton were like uh, we sort of have to stay up because we got a stadium to fund.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, but that's he exactly what he wanted to do. I mean, it's probably longer longer term, probably the best thing for Everton. Yeah, I know. To, <laughs> is to start the rebuild, but yeah, I mean, the the Sean Dyche appointment is just a clear indication that they just want to you know they want they to nil all draw their way um to fourth last place and stay up
0: yeah and i wonder if they'll do anything with the anthony gordon money too so they've got what 40 mil for him so
1: i think they got not... 45 um yeah the the rumor is that they're um they're in for the um coventry striker i think his name is giokeres or something he's oh. he basically i've got a, i've got a mate from work who's a huge coventry fan and um so I, I actually follow them relatively closely in the championship, and this um, Giokaras bloke is pretty much involved in every single goal they score. So I think, um, I think there's rumours that he might be going to Everton for about fifteen to eighteen mil. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they they're at least planning on spending some of it. Um, not sure if it's going to go through or not. Um, mm. But that's yeah, that's what I've heard. Oh, that, um, at least an- at least that bloke knows how to score goals, which is something that Everton haven't been doing.
0: It's true. Although, you know, close friend of the show, Brett, FPL bake might be hoping he's a big Coventry fan. He might be hoping that um, yeah. he stays there at the club. So,
1: <laughs> and, Yeah, uh- for sure.
0: And, um, yeah, I did not want to attempt that name. So, uh, Brett, we, we apologize if we butchered that name. I didn't even want to attempt it. So, well done, Andrew, yeah. on actually giving it a
1: go. I, g- I gave it a crack. It was probably wrong. Uh, after, like, I refused to pronounce Gnotto last week, I thought <laughs> you I should it at again. least give. You did it. Yeah, I know. Well, that's because you taught me. <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll see. We'll, it- we'll, we'll get some feedback as to whether I pronounced that correctly.
0: Yeah, let, let us know, Brent, whether um, Andrew absolutely nailed it there. So, uh, yeah, but move, uh, moving along, so we've got Aston Villa hosting Leicester. So, yeah, we talked about big Harry Suter, whether or not he might be playing this weekend might be a different story. But, yeah, um, Villa looking a bit more solid in defence, you know, you could say under um, under the, the new manager there, Emery there. But ooh, a bit of trouble here for Leicester.
1: Could be, could be. Although, I mean, they, as you say, like Villa have have seemed to have um, prioritised, uh, you know, solidifying their defence. So, yeah, you know, I, I don't, I don't see them sort of putting, you know, three or four past Leicester. But it does seem like a game where, um, at home, they might just have a little bit too much for Leicester. Yeah. Um, yeah. So interesting. If um, it would be interesting to see what difference um, sutar can make to Leicester, but it might be a bit too soon for this game.
0: Yeah, and and also um Leicester the last few days I think announced the signing of Tete, um so he was originally a Shakhtar Donetsk and, and was sort of playing out at Leon um sort of in a, in a weird loan move because everything happened in the Ukraine so um, he's an exciting prospect there for Leicester whether or not he gets thrown straight into the lineup I'm not too sure but um, yep. he's definitely definitely going to be needed and, and and could be quite an exciting um, asset there for managers um, if Leicester. Um, seem to pick up their act, but um, Brentford hosts Southampton here, so oof, nice game if you got Ivan Tony if he's fit, 100%,
1: yeah, <laughs> and not <I> suspended. Mean, <laughs> you look at you look at that game and you're like, okay, that's two 0 Brentford. Like you yeah. can almost see the you can almost see the yeah. final score, um, and you know at least one goal for, for Ivan Tony for sure. Yeah, um, for, probably
0: from the penalty spot.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably he he'll does. probably he'll probably milk one somehow.
0: Yeah, so yeah, I think it's I might still be a bit of pain there for for Southampton, and then yeah, the the big one, Brighton, Bournemouth. So, will it be the Matoma show?
1: Yeah, it's time. It's Doctor Dribble time again.
0: <laughs> Doctor Dribble time. <laughs> Book your appointment.
1: Yeah, that's it. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, this. Oh, yeah, I think yeah, Bournemouth aren't really doing anything to relay fears no. that they're going to go down, and, and Brighton just keep heading down on on the right path at the moment. And, you know, whether or not Moises Caicedo is going to play or not or still be at the club, we'll have to wait and see. But everything just, you know, everything turning to gold for Brighton this season.
1: Yeah. I mean, regardless of what happens with, you know, regardless of the fact there's no, I think McAllister is suspended. And uh, as you say, Caicedo may or may not play, but regardless of that, I can't see anything with a pretty comfortable Brighton win in this game.
0: Mm. And then yeah, United Crystal Palace. So the first of United's double this game weekend, and at home. So we saw Crystal Palace um, deny United a win last time with a, a late late goal there for a one-all draw. But well, this time around, I think I think it's just United. I think they're going. They could win this game quite easily.
1: Yeah, I think so too. At Old Trafford, mm. um, and it's going to be a bit of a different story. I can't see Crystal Palace really having too many siders on goal. You know, they might have one or two chances through the, throughout the game um, and they'll have to, you know, they'll have to take the very few chances they get if they want to have any chance of a result. But, yeah, again, it seems like a pretty straightforward win for the home team in that one.
0: Yeah, and um, I, I think um, Wilfred Zaha is going to be missing this game too. So just makes the task a little bit harder there for Palace.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, at least at least whoever takes penalties will have a chance to make it.
0: <laughs> True. Uh, uh, Wolves, Liverpool. So, um, yeah, Liverpool. Yeah, season not going very. I think they've only had one win since the restart, which is very concerning. Mo Salah looks way off form. Nunez looks, you know, worryingly out of form as well. But, um, you know, there's... Do, do you think this game could finish like zero zero? <laughs> could Wolves we'll just hold um, them out?
1: I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but I guess it's just it's so strange. But it's a completely fantasy irrelevant game. Yeah, um, it's just, it's strange to say when um when it's Liverpool involved, but it really is. I think most people that were holding Liverpool assets have cleared them out by now. So mm. yeah, it almost doesn't really matter what happens in that one, but um. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know what's going to happen. I I don't think it's going to be a nil all draw. Mm-hmm. Um I think I think Liverpool will score. I just yeah, I don't know if they'll win, but I think Liverpool will score.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be yeah, <laughs> just on it doesn't even look appealing on paper anymore. Nah. Like just nah. there there was a time where you'd be absolutely terrified if you didn't have, you know, Trent, Mo, Robbo, <laughs> but yeah, not yeah. even coming into my transfer calculations at all. So they just says how far Liverpool is slipping at the moment. But yeah, yeah. Newcastle host West Ham. So whoa, good game if you got that Newcastle double defence, I think.
1: Yeah, for sure. Although West Ham have been showing a little bit more life in attack. Um, a little bit? It, like It seems like um, Jared Bowen's woken up um, the last couple of weeks. Like He's scored again in the FA Cup this morning. He did. Um, and did did he score a couple of goals in the yeah. he scored a couple of goals in the last Premier League game as well, didn't he?
0: He did. He scored a double because he did the baby celebration because he's actually his partner's having twins.
1: <laughs> oh, really? Oh amazing. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, having said that, Newcastle, they just don't concede goals, do they? No. So, yeah. It's a yet another one where the home team is a very strong favourite, and you can really only see one result. I suppose the I, I suppose a, a nil all's not out of the question, considering how hard Newcastle have found it to score recently. But I can't uh, I can't see West Ham scoring.
0: Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they do against Southampton tomorrow morning in the, the second league of the the League Cup. So, um, hopefully, yeah. we don't have any more curveballs thrown our way. We've got enough problems to worry about at the moment.
1: That's right. I mean, they probably need to play a pretty strong team in that game. I know that it's at home and they're already up, but it's only 1-0, so anything yeah. could still happen. Um, so it would be interesting to see what lineup they throw out.
0: Yeah, just get the job done, get to that Wembley final. But yeah, Forrest hosting Leeds, so the first of Leeds double this game week. But as you touched on before, like, this isn't really an appealing game to get Leeds assets in.
1: No, probably not. I mean, it's definitely the more appealing of the two uh, Leeds double game week games. But yeah, just playing at the um at is it called the City Ground, Nottingham yes. Forest home ground? Yeah, yeah, playing there is just it's a really difficult place to go at the moment. Um, I think some people kind of have this view of Nottingham Forest as being like quite a leaky team, but um at home at least in recent weeks they've been really really solid. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I can I can see Leeds scoring, but I don't think it's going to be um, I don't think it's going to be super high scoring for them. So yeah, um, yeah, I'll be steering clear of Leeds assets, I think.
0: Mm, and then you know we got an, another big Spurs City game. That, you know we just had this game last week, <laughs> anyway, and we got it again. But um, whether or not things will be different at Spurs, but yeah, we saw City sort of put Spurs to the sword last time in in the second half. But yeah, yeah. no Cancelo. Let's see what Pep does with his defense.
1: Yeah, I mean, considering, I mean, City scored four goals against Spurs last time they played. um, There's so many people out there that are doing the KDB to Bruno move. Um, Mm. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I can see, I can see a scenario where you know Kevin De Bruyne, you know, gets a couple of returns and (laughs) um, Bruno, yeah, Bruno struggles to match that in his two games. You know, but um, (laughs) maybe I'm just hoping that's what happens because I've kind of made that. That my mind up that I'm not going to make that move.
0: <laughs> that that's your narrative. That's that's your reasoning for not doing that move.
1: <laughs> it's it's not my reasoning for not doing it, but it's definitely the the you know the the video I'm playing in my head when I when I think about what I hope to happen this week.
0: <laughs> True. Uh, and then um yeah the last of the of the massive double game. say, so, yeah, Man United leads a, a classic Premier League fixture of years gone by.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I am looking forward to that game. we be really good. I mean, the good thing about that game for Leeds is they've they really got nothing to lose, you know. They can yeah. just sort of have a crack and see how they go and you know, they seem to when when they are uh, when the pressure's off them a bit, it seems to be when they play their best um their best football. So mm. uh, I wouldn't be surprised um, if that's like a really entertaining game. Um but having said that, United are a very good defensive team, so uh I don't know. I don't know how how many goals Leeds can score. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, United are playing a lot of games at the moment. There's a lot of minutes in a lot of those leagues because Ten Hag hasn't really rotated the side that much because yeah. you know, they're missing quite a few players. So that may come into Leeds' favour, but... It, it yeah. may do. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, yeah, United are going to be playing three games <laughs> by the time we get there.
1: I think that's why it's so important that United won that first League Cup game 3-0 because I yeah. do think that they will play a pretty heavily rotated side in this in the second leg of the League Cup and yeah. um, you know give the legs a rest that need need a rest. Yeah, uh, I think so you're right. We'll see. It'll be interesting to see what the lineups are like.
0: Yeah, well that's that's what we've got ahead for um double game week 22. But now it's time for the big short segment where we look at all the transfer trends. And look at who we should be buying, selling, and holding. And, yeah, top transfers in. That man, Bruno Fernandes, leads the way. You know it's a double game week when Bruno is the top transfer in and followed by Marcus Rashford. Just when you think everyone has Marcus Rashford, more people are getting him in. And Luke Shaw coming in third. Matoma, Dr. Dribble coming in fourth. And, yeah, um, Bakaya Saka coming in fifth there. And then top transfers out. So everyone's saying bye-bye to Zhao. Cancelo transferred out by over six hundred thousand managers. Almiron, um, yeah, hemorrhaging more managers as the days go by. Martinelli as well, and Mitrovic and Mo Salah. So, um, anything sort of jumping out at you there with those two lists?
1: No, I mean it. it yeah. all makes perfect sense, doesn't it? The um, everyone's saying ciao to Cancelo, so <laughs> ciao, ciao. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, no surprise there I mean, yeah, that 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 news of his move to to Bayern. Yeah, yeah, no surprise to, to see that there. But yeah, I mean Almiron, Martinelli, Mitrovic, Salah. I mean, yeah, Salah's is just in terrible form. So and yeah, yeah he just allows I, I, you to I, do so much.
1: I still, I'm still hanging on to hope that Almiron um might be a decent hold for the next couple of weeks i mean he's got he's got bournemouth in um i think it's 23 so mm. I'm, I'm probably gonna find myself holding him for that game at least and yeah i'll probably lose some value out of it but hopefully he'll be a bit of a differential in that bournemouth game by the time it comes along yeah that's that's
0: a, a good point you bring up there but um now who are we thinking of getting in and out of our sides this game week so andrew a you sort of cemented your ideas of what you want to do with your side?
1: I mean, I think I have, although there's still the, you know, like I, I still need to get that confirmation that Luke Shaw is going to be okay. Like I've got yep. concerns, you know, he, he was, he missed the first leg of the um of the cup with what was described as illness, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And yep. then he missed the FA cup game with the same thing. So, um, it's obviously not, it, it, you know, it's a bit more serious than just a little man flu, whatever he's got. So um, I'm just really, I mean, I, I think I'm I'm hopeful that he'll be fine um, for the double game week because if he's not, then obviously that's going to throw a real um, cat amongst the pigeons. But assuming he's fine, I think I have pretty much cemented what I'm going to do. I think my, my thoughts have changed a little bit since last week. Um, I'm still planning on doing Mount to Odegaard because I think that that's a pretty, that's pretty much a no-brainer. Yeah. Um, I'm, I want triple Arsenal for the double game week, and why not get him? Why not get it a week early when they've got Everton and yeah. get rid of Mount? Um, but now the second transfer, I think we we had some discussion last week about who the best third um, United asset is, and I think as I as I alluded to earlier, I, I don't want to do KDB to Bruno just to have to bring Bruno back to KDB the following week. Yeah. So what I think I'm going to do now is um, probably going to get in um, Martinez, who go double defense for Man United this week and, and bank on um, bank on the, like, I, I believe they'll get at least one clean sheet. And if, if I'm very lucky, then they might get two clean sheets. But even one clean sheet plus appearance points, eight points, um, I'll take that for a 4.5 defender. So um, that's probably what I'm going to do. And one of the reasons why I want to do that is because I've still got Castagna in my team and it's, it's a chance for me to get, um, you know, another player in who's got a double game week, fixes one of the fires that are in my, that's in my team.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and also, you know, Man United have got really good fixtures, um, you know, sort of longer term as well, apart from the fact they've got the blank in in 25, um, which is obviously a little bit of a problem. Um, but apart from that, they've got the double, then they've got Leeds, then they've got Leicester. Um, so... Yeah, a couple of good games to come even after the double. So that's I yeah, think that's what I've decided to do: fix the Castagna problem, get a get a double defence for the double game week, um, and then the other transfer will be uh, to get the the third Arsenal player in.
0: Yeah, I like it. I like. It makes sense. <laughs> getting a double yeah. and getting another I mean,
1: player that's going to double in the next game week anyway. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I quite like. Um, if I was just doing it for this week and this week only, I probably would prefer like someone like Wondersucker because he'd be more likely to get attacking returns. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, my as I said before, my policy is really to only transfer in players for the double game week that I think can help me longer term as well. And I, mm-hmm. Wondersucker definitely doesn't fit that criteria. He's, you know, he's going to be a problem down the track, whereas... Yeah. 4.5 Martinez can be someone that you that you just have on the bench um in the difficult games and play in the easy games. Yeah. Um and he can just sit there. He can you know he can sit there longer term and, and be a decent asset, I think.
0: Yeah, plus we're not too sure when Delo will be back. So I know he's due back
1: soon, but yeah, and then, then you're gonna be sweating on team sheets <laughs> if you got one soccer. I don't want to be sweating on team sheets. Like Martinez might miss the odd game, but I think yeah. he'll play the vast majority. So mm. Yeah. What about uh, yourself?
0: I like it. Yeah. So, yeah, last week I, I talked about what moves I might make, and and that was, you know, trans doing the, the hokey pokey of, yeah, KDB out for, for Bruno, Almiron out for Matoma, and yep. taking a minus four and moving Mitro for Nketiah. So um, nice. after thinking about all that, I think I'm still going to do it. Um, I haven't really changed my mind because, yeah, while I do take a hit, it's sort of – it does set me up for the next few weeks, which I, I quite like. Like, I want triple Arsenal anyway. And so, yeah, and Keddie are in. Might as well get him, him now for the Arsenal fixture and, and get the most out of it. And, yeah, Matoma, if I'm going to get him in, I might as well do it now with that that Bournemouth game um, yep. on the horizon. So
1: Yeah, for um, sure.
0: Yeah, I know that, the you know, the KDB to Bruno move, you know, it, it's a, a little bit of a puzzling one, but it's my easiest avenue to get bruno fernandez into my side. Yep. um yeah, i just i feel a little bit more comfortable heading into the double with both bruno and rashford because just historically fernandez has always killed me every single double. so yeah. I, and i'm sure this time around now that i've got him he won't do anything but <laughs> I, feel, I feel a little bit safer having him in and you know then after this game week looking ahead if you know kdb's in great form again i'll just swap that back in, or if, you know, Mares looks like he's going to be the man, I can get Mares in. But, you know, it does still leave me with a Giao Cancelo problem in my side. Yeah. But, you know, looking ahead, I've sort of done some some transfer planning. You know, I could take another minus four next week and move Cancelo, but I could yep. even just leave him on my bench for another week and just, just you know, head into the, the double next week with only two city players and I'd be triple captaining Haaland anyway. So...
1: Yeah, yeah. is that—I um, I mean, that's that's a decision that you can make next week. I mean, that's you, right. You you might decide that a minus four to um to get rid of Cancelo will pay off. Yeah, uh, maybe. especially if you're a, if you replace him with a, another Man City defender that you think is going to play both games, then the minus four is really only a minus two. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's yeah, right. I but, mean, um, yeah. I'm going to have benching headaches in game week 23. So yeah, like I'd, I'd I'd be benching either Luke Shaw. Um, you know, even Bueno for Wolves, they're playing Southampton, so yeah, um, right, yeah. So I mean, it's not the worst idea just to sort of leave Cancella on the bench for another week, and then yeah, sort of fight that fire in another week. Just the, I mean, the squad just has really good fixtures, so just looking at it, it's right. really hard to work out who to bench, and it's only because City have a double that I'd be keen to, you know, I'd be tempted to to make a hit for for game week twenty three
1: anyway, but. Yeah, Yeah. especially when you consider that um, one of those games is against Arsenal. So you're not expecting a clean sheet. You're not necessarily expecting a clean sheet um, in that one anyway. It's just appearance points possibly. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I I guess the question I've got for you um, though is what about this week in terms of your bench? So Mm -hmm. hypothetically, um, I assume that if you didn't do the Almiron to Matoma move, then Almiron would be on your bench this week. Is that right?
0: Um I'd probably start Almiron, only because they've got West Ham. And so it's yeah, okay. a decent fixture. But I don't know. I, I don't mind having taking the hit across those three transfers. Um yeah, fair enough. They're players that I'm I'm more than happy. I mean, yeah, Fernandez will come in and out. That's just more of a a, a needs. Needs to an end thing there, but yeah, Matoma, I'm quite happy to have for the next few games. I probably should have done the move last week instead of rolling the transfer, but anyway,
1: it yeah, is I what mean, it is. But yeah, yeah, fair enough. I, I guess it depends on your squad. Like the reason I asked is that um, one of the moves I, w- I was thinking of is the minus four, the same you know, take another minus four and do on to Matoma for my own team. But yeah, looking looking at my team. Um, once I bring in Martinez, then I'm probably going to have to bench Almiron to be able to play Martinez. And so what's the point in taking a minus four for another player when I'm then going to have to bench another player with a really Mm. good fixture just to bring Matoma on? Yeah, Um, yeah, because you're going that
0: double United route, aren't you? Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if I I brought Matoma in this week, then I'd have to bench, like, White, like, you know, who has a pretty good chance of a clean sheet against... Arsenal. Um, yeah. And so to pay off the minus four, if White was to get the clean sheet, I'd almost need Matoma to go, get a double figure haul just to pay off the minus four. So yeah, as, as much as I want Matoma home to Bournemouth, um, just looking at the way my squad is set up, it just doesn't seem to make sense for me, unfortunately. I really want to do it because um, I love him. But yeah, I think he might just have to wait another week or so.
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, it's not my usual style, but I don't know. I just... I feel really comfortable with it, so if I'm going yeah. to take a hit, I might as well do it in a, in a double, and um, hopefully it pays off over the next few yeah. weeks. We'll have to wait and see.
1: <laughs> no, I think it. I think that it's a. I think for your team, for your squad, I think it's um, they're three really good moves. So mm. um, yeah, I've got no problem with them at all. Yeah, I mean,
0: getting in quite a few doublers there over the next few weeks, but anyway, let's. Wait and see how those go. But yeah, that that's what I am planning to do. But now it's time for Goodwill Punting where we look at a differential for game week twenty-two. And Andrew, who have you plucked out of the differential hat?
1: Um, okay, so I have gone for uh Estubinian mm-hmm. from Brighton. Mm. Um so obviously we we talked to we did like a bit of a fixture preview before. Um and we talked about how good Brighton's fixture is this week. They're home to Bournemouth. Um, so that looks to me like a pretty well locked clean sheet, and then um, he's really been getting um, involved in the attacking returns recently. Yeah, I, he was last game. If, you, <laughs> if you include the uh, FA Cup and the last league game, he's assisted three out of Brighton's last four go- um, four goals. Ooh. So he got both assists. Um, I think in uh, he got the assist for Matoma's winner in That's the right. FA Cup, and he got I think he got both assists in the in the league. I think um, indeed, yeah. In the last league game, so three out of the last four goals Brighton have scored. Estupinian's been the assister. I'm not expecting that to that kind of level of goal involvement to continue, but um, you know, I think yeah, like I said, the clean sheet looks pretty good, and there's a chance of a sneaky assist in in that game against Bournemouth as well, which probably, if that happened, it would be like a twelve pointer. So not a bad mm-hmm. punt. He's only um what does he own he's he's only 2% owned which surprised me I thought he was more highly owned than that 2% owned and only 4.5. so not a bad little sneaky pick.
0: Yeah and in red hot form too I like
1: it. Mm. What about <laughs> yourself who's uh, who have you got someone from Chelsea no doubt. Yes
0: of course so let's let's go with uh Mudric. so yeah he was just so exciting in that Liverpool game and yeah he's going to be um pretty excited um making his um, debut at home against Fulham, so yeah, big derby game, and yeah, if he can play half as good as he he looked um, at Liverpool, then we're yep. we're in for we're in for some fun. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing him in, on the pitch. So that's that's my tip for for goodwill punting this game week. But now it's time for oh, captain, my captain, and yeah, with no double game week for City this game week, we actually have some thinking to do with our double game week, or is it actually pretty simple?
1: Uh, I don't know. I think it's. I think it's pretty straightforward. Rashford's white <laughs> hot at the moment. Like, yeah. <laughs> do you really need to go anywhere else?
0: Nah. Yeah. It's. I mean, there could be an argument to be made for Bruno. Um, he historically does very good in double game weeks.
1: Yeah, he does. He's usually a double game week hero, um, and he's been in great I,
0: form too since the restart. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And I have seen a couple of people on Twitter um that have you know, been spruking it and I think that if you're um if you're really looking to make a punt and try to go against the field uh this week it's it's not a bad call at all. Yeah. Um yeah, you know, similar to when people went against um Haaland with Rashford in the last double game week, I think that this is an opportunity where you can um go against the field and, and have a half decent chance to to win um against the field. If you're if you're in the lower ranks and you want to take a punt then yeah I don't mind Bruno at all.
0: Yeah, it just might be something for managers to, you know, keep in the back of their minds that many managers will be triple captaining your Ashford too. So it's not just you're going up against the captaincy, you're going up against his EO is going to be well over 200% this game week. So yeah,
1: um, it's a big punt. It is a big punt.
0: It is a big punt to take. So, yeah, just just keep that in mind. <laughs> yep.
1: It, it could go very bad <laughs> or it could go great. You never know. Yeah, exactly right. It's like, you know. High risk, high reward. That's how it yeah.
0: works. As long as you're at peace with the decision, that's all that matters. But yeah, just just keep that in mind. So um, yeah, I mean, we we touched on the league ladder um last week. So yeah, Stu Pankin is st- you know, he's still leading with his side. Wadelay 23. Um, yeah, we talked about it last week. Andrew had that massive bump up to, to 25th spot now on the league ladder. And yeah, I'm sitting there in um in the top 10 as well. So um, happy days. So I'm sure Andrew's going to be climbing up. You're going to be. You're going to be in the graphic soon, aren't you?
1: Uh, I'm I'm not sure I'll be climbing up this week. If I'm I'm not triple capturing Rashford and I don't have Bruno, like it's an opportunity for me to have another one of those big um big red ones. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess only time will tell. I might be uh, I might be crying into my beer for next week's po- uh, pod
0: <laughs> or celebrating, splashing it around like a Formula One driver.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I'll be pretty. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. I'll yeah. be pretty happy with like a a grey arrow or a small green this week, given that I am. Um, yeah. going a little bit against the field with no Bruno, but I'm not too scared of Bruno, I'm yeah. A little bit scared, not too. Scared.
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll come back to that next week.
1: <laughs> we shall,
0: <laughs> we shall, but um, yeah, just before we finish up, just um, a shout out for the social. so you can follow the show at FPL Scionet on Twitter and Instagram. And yeah, please give Andrew a follow at FPL underscore point break and just yeah remember to hit those like and subscribe buttons for the show and yeah just um, send out your retweets and we we love um chatting fpl with everyone that gets involved with the show so um yeah thank you all very much but yeah good luck to everyone out there ahead of double game week 22 whether you're triple captaining or not um have fun and andrew all that is left to say
1: Via
0: And let your sheets be clean and your arrows green. See you, managers.